0: Around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there, welcome to the program. Call in and make yourself at home. My name is Gary Zimak on today's show. We are going to discuss Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. We discuss the readings, the Mass readings, for the Solemnity of Christ the King. Now, this officially is the last Sunday in Ordinary Time. Next week, we move into Advent What a great way—you know, I used to wonder about this, why it is that the church chooses to celebrate this solemnity on the final Sunday of the church year. What a great and fitting conclusion, isn't it? The, the, The idea that we recognize Jesus Christ as the King, the King of not just of our lives, but the King of the universe. That's the official title for this solemnity, Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. In today's world, when you look around, you don't see a lot of people, you don't see many people acknowledging Christ as their King. We see some, but we see a lot of other, if you want to call it unintentional idol worshiping. And you know what? You and I are guilty of it too sometimes. But I think this, this, we don't mean to, we don't mean to be, but we end up putting other people, other things before Christ. It's not, a, not always a conscious decision, conscious decision, but it happens sometimes that we choose other things before we choose Jesus. Sin, that's what exactly what sin is. So, it, you know, it's just something that we, it's good to be conscious of as we close out this church year. And I like to just ask the question, is Jesus Christ really my King? Is he my Lord? Is he my Master? Is he my, we know he's our Savior, but is he our Lord and Master and our King too? Does he come first? And uh, I think it's a great reflection as we head into the Advent season. So we're going to look at the Mass readings for this Solemnity of Christ the King today. And um, uh, once again, I'm grateful that you're able to join me on the program. I hope, you're, uh, I hope you are settling in. You're going to relax. You're going to be here for the full 30 minutes. Why don't we do this? Why don't we pray? I'll have a few more comments on the other side of the prayer, and then we'll get right into the readings for the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Please join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you for your presence with us today. Thank you, Father, for this ability to come to you in prayer. Father, you never turn us away when we turn to you in prayer. You give us the opportunity to present our needs to you, to praise you, to thank you, and to ask you for direction on how we should live according to your will. Thank you for providing this guidance and for helping us along the way. Father, we lift up our family and friends and All all those who have asked for our prayers, we pray for our country, our church. We pray for peace in the world, especially in Israel and the surrounding regions. We pray for healing for those who are sick, whether with a chronic illness or maybe even a terminal illness of some sort, or a temporary illness, whatever the case. We pray for healing for those who are sick in body, in mind, and in spirit. Father, we pray that through these readings today, we may come to a greater understanding of the kingship of your Son, Jesus. I ask you, Father, to use me as your instrument today. Please guide my thoughts and my words on this program. And Father, please open all of our hearts to hear your message and to respond to it in a way that would please you. Father God, we ask these things, as we always do, in the name above all names, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our King, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. Um, you know, this is an important, this is an important, So it's a solemnity. So this is the highest rank of holy days when it comes to the church. Solemnities are above feasts, which are above memorials, which are above optional memorials. Uh, it's an important day, no doubt about it. It's an important day, and there's a big message in, in these readings for, for each of us, and I, that's why I prayed. I believe that we need all the help we can get to make sure we fully understand and put into practice this message that the Lord wants us to hear today. You know, I'm always grateful that you show up. I really am. I'm grateful. I would always welcome your responses. If you want to let me know if you like the program, maybe let me know where you're listening from. We have several Catholic stations across the U.S. who carry the program over the air. I know it's also available through various podcast outlets, so if you enjoy the show send me an email at, at FollowingTheTruth.com and let me know what you think. Let me know where you listen from. Let me, let me know what you think of the show. Now, be nice, <laughs> remember I said, if you enjoy the show. No, no, no. If you don't like something you hear, you got to let me th- know that too. I mean that. We're friends. We're, we're more than friends. We're family. We have the same father. We have the same brother in Jesus Christ. We have the same mother in our blessed mother, Mary. So look, we're family. You let me know what you think. Gary at com. While you're at it, Check out the website, followingthetruth.com, and find out more about all of my books, about how you can bring me to speak at your parish or your conference, uh, as well as my daily reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. You can sign up for that for free. And as we enter into Advent, this is the last show I'm going to do before we're in Advent, I'll be shifting the focus of my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled reflections to focus on Advent. And at least the plan at this moment in time is to maybe look at the mass readings. So we'll see what we can do about that, the daily mass readings. So we'll we'll tie into that. So if you want a little help getting through Advent, please visit followingthetruth.com and sign up for my newsletter, my daily newsletter, reflection, whatever you want to call it, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. That's that's found at followingthetruth.com. All right, let me get these readings ready to go here. And, and as I always do, um, and just, by the way, this is a great gospel to fit in with the end of the church year in addition to the solemnity of Christ the King. We're going to read the gospel first, as I always do. If you're a new listener, you might not be aware that I do it this way, and I do it this way because, to, to really focus and and fit into the church's belief that the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have a place of prominence among all of the books of sacred scripture. Because it's in the Gospels we learn about the life of Jesus Christ. We learn and get to know him through the reading and, and praying of the Gospels. You know, reading, having a conversation with the Lord. Because you really, if you're going to do these readings right, they should be. They should end up with some kind of a prayer. And that's, you know, first we hear what the Lord has to say, and then we, we try to see where it fits into our lives, and then we we should really pray about it. And if we have questions, we should talk to the Lord about it. On this program, what I do is I read the the readings, make a few comments, but we could really turn that into prayer and say to the Lord, maybe it's a challenging passage or a message that we're struggling with, hey, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Could you please help me? Give me the grace I need to put this into practice. You know, today— we might be, uh, we might recognize after we go through these readings that maybe Jesus isn't as much of a king in our lives as he should be. Well, that could be turned into a prayer. Lord Jesus, I want you to be my king, but I struggle. I'm attached to other things. Sometimes you're not as important as you should be. Please turn it around. Help me to recognize you as the king of my life. So you know when you do that. You're really praying with sacred scripture. It's called Lexio Divina, uh, and that's a that's an ancient technique where you can use scripture to pray. Um, so we do part of that on this show, but it's always a good idea to to follow up by asking the Lord for some help with these these challenging messages that we get through sacred scripture. So we're going to start with the gospel, and then. Back it up and use the first reading, the responsorial psalm, and the second reading to supplement the message in the gospel. Since this is a solemnity, all of these readings are handpicked to go together. As we as we uh, go through ordinary time, the second reading just pr- proceeds sequentially. It's not necessarily uh, chosen to match the gospel. Same with the gospels. The gospels go piece by piece by piece by piece. When you have a solemnity, everything changes, and the church handpicks a gospel, and a first reading, and a second reading, and a responsorial psalm to fit into the overall theme. So with that in mind, let's look at the gospel, and again, remembering that this is the end of the church year, we call to mind that not only does the church year end, but our chronological year ends—2023 is going to come to an end in another month and our lives come to an end. So you're gonna hear a lot of these messages. And look, it's not you can look at it as being scary, frightening, ominous, but it's it's good to know this. Wouldn't it be worse if the Lord didn't warn us that we might need to make changes because this time on earth it's not unlimited. There's a limit to our time on earth, and we're expected to bear good fruit. That's what you're gonna hear in this reading today, this gospel reading. Let's get to it. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him. So we're talking here about the second coming, which is part of the Advent process is to prepare for the second coming of Jesus. When he comes in glory, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him and he will separate them one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. And the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink, a stranger, and you gave me no welcome, naked, and you gave me no clothing, ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer to them. Amen. I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to earthly punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Now, rough reading, right? But it's a good one. It's a good end-of-year reading to make us all think that one day Jesus Christ, King of the, the universe, you know, right now, you and I, if we don't want to, don't have to recognize Jesus as our King. We could do whatever we want. It would be immoral to do whatever we want, especially if it displeases God, but we have free will. We have the ability to do that. At some point in time, either when we die and receive our judgment, or if the Lord comes again in glory. if Whichever happens first, we're going to be judged at that time. And we will be judged by Jesus as the king. It's not optional anymore. We don't have a choice. We, we're going to recognize, whether we like it or not, that he is the king. This verse, this gospel, makes known that we're going to be judged based on how we treated our brothers and sisters and even our enemies, how we loved God and loved other people. There's going to be a judgment. There's going to be a separation. Some people will go to a place that is not good to spend all eternity. That place is called hell. The ones who did what pleased the Lord will live with him forever in heaven. Our goal is to get to heaven. And the way we do that, of course, it's by virtue of what Christ did on the cross. It wouldn't even be an option. Heaven is not an option unless Christ is crucified, died, dies on the cross, and rises from the dead and opens up the gates of heaven for us. It's not even an option if that didn't happen. So we get there by grace, but really what we need to do is cooperate with the grace that the Lord gives us, and then, then we will be welcomed into heaven. So, He makes it possible for us to do good deeds, and ultimately, by our cooperation with that grace, is how we make it into heaven. But we just can't work our way there. But we sure as heck can mess it up. And I I think that's the important message for us to remember on the solemnity of Christ the King. Just because His kingship is not recognized by many people on earth, doesn't mean He's still not the King. One day it's going to become obvious, and we want to make sure that we're aware of that now while there's still time. The first reading is from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, beginning in verse 11. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock, when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another. Remember that gospel? I will judge between one sheep and another between rams and goats. That that last verse ties in the gospel with this first reading. There's going to be a judgment when those who did not recognize Jesus as king are going to have no choice but to recognize that he is the king. The good news in this first reading, you know, we can look at this as all, wow, this is, this is scary stuff. But really, this is definitely good news because we see in the first part of this reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel that Jesus has come to earth to guide us, to reveal the Father, to inaugurate the kingdom of God on earth. He's going to let us know what we need to do. And when we read that gospel, that message in the gospel, if you're listening to me right now, it's not too late because you're still alive. And the fact that I'm able to speak these words means I'm still alive. There's hope for us. And Jesus is telling us what we need to do in order to live in eternal happiness with him in heaven. So this is good news. He's our shepherd. He's leading us. He's not deserting us. Ties in nicely to the responsorial Psalm. I believe this is noted as being the most popular of all the Psalms. Psalm 23. It's a great one. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Inverted pastures, He gives me repose. Beside restful waters, He leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for His name's sake. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing... I shall want. Great message. He leads us along the right path. He guides us. If only we listen to the Lord Jesus as our good shepherd, as our king. Remember, a king is someone who has authority over you and not in a bad way. We're talking about a loving king who wants to lead us down the right path so that we don't spend eternity in hell. He wants us to live with him forever in heaven. He's going to tell us how that can be done. Unfortunately, because of pride, our fallen human nature, and the love of comfort, which by the way, I struggle with. It's not easy for me. I like to be comfortable. Because of all these desires, we tend to sin sometimes, either by omission, by not doing something we should do, or commission by doing something we shouldn't do. Anytime we choose our way over the king's way, something's wrong, and Jesus is not our king. And again, that's we do it all the time. It's not like a like a one-time thing either, it's, all, it's not like an all-or-nothing proposition, either I serve Jesus or I serve the world. No, it's generally a combination. And that's why the Sacrament of Confession is so powerful. So I'm just going to put a plug in for the Sacrament of Confession before we look at the second reading, that if, it, if it's been a while, or even if it hasn't been a while, what a great way to start off Advent Going to by going to Confession. The greatest way, I can't think of a better way to start the Advent season than by going to Confession. Starting over, it's a fresh start. You begin anew, you go into the season of Advent clean, and you focus on the Lord, preparing to meet Him at the end of time, at your death, in the current day. You know, if you look for Jesus, you're going to find Him in the messiness of your daily life. That's why Advent's more than just preparing for His second coming and celebrating the fact that He came 2,000 years ago. There's a third coming of Jesus like coming into your life today. But that's only going to happen if you look for him, if you have that desire. So anyway, I'm ahead of I'm getting ahead of myself. That's my advent pitch, but we'll talk more about that next week. The second reading comes from Saint Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter fifteen, beginning in verse twenty. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. Say here's that end times reference again. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, when everything is subjected to him. Then the son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him so that God may be all in all. You know, at some point in time, as as I've been saying throughout this show, there's going to be no choice. Those who didn't choose to recognize Christ as king of their lives in this world, they're going to, they're not going to have a choice. Right now they have a choice. Right now we all have a choice, but one day there will be no choice other than to recognize the kingship of kingship of Jesus Christ but what a great opportunity for us to be able to do it today to choose to do it on our own to choose to do it to choose to say lord you are my king lord jesus i worship you i worship you you call the shots lord you tell me what to do. I want to serve you. I don't expect you to serve me, Lord, or I don't expect to serve, I don't intend to serve anything or anyone on this earth. You come number one, Lord. Now we have that opportunity as this church year closes out, the liturgical year closes out, we have this opportunity to willingly pledge our allegiance to our king Jesus Christ and you know what that is the way that you and I are going to make it to heaven by trusting in Jesus and you know we've talked about this before trust is not a feeling trust is a choice it's a conscious decision so today I can make the choice to say Jesus you are my king I'll follow you Jesus and and look we're going to mess up we're human we have a fallen human nature we're not perfect, but thank God there is a sacrament that helps us with that, the sacrament of confession. There it is, my second plug for the sacrament of confession. I love talking about confession. It's so important. So, I'm going to, again, encourage you to take advantage of that great sacrament and to make this decision today as we prepare to enter into the Advent season, to make that decision. To say, Jesus Christ, you are my King. I want you to be first in my life. Lord, I surrender. That's a tough word for many of us, especially many guys. We have trouble with that word. Surrender, that's not a good thing. Well, it might not be a good thing in certain areas, but when you surrender to the kingship of Jesus Christ, when you surrender your life to the Lord, that's a very good thing. Not only is that your ticket to heaven, that's how you're going to get to heaven, by surrendering to the Lord and doing what He wants, not what you want, but it's also going to bring you peace. One of the greatest sources of frustration and, and, and worry and stress in life is by fighting against God's will. I, I should know. I, I've spent enough time doing it. I'm working on it, but it's hard. It's hard because I can be proud sometimes and I like to be in control. But who better to give control of your life to than the one who loves you the most of all, the one who created you, the one who cares about only what's good for you. Surrendering to Jesus Christ as your King, as your Lord. That's the best thing any of us can do ever. So, I want to thank you for listening to the program. I got a little fired up today on this last program in Ordinary Time. I look forward to, God willing, being able, being able to join you next week as we as we enter into Advent. You know, the funny thing about Advent, it goes really quickly. There's only four Sundays in Advent. So, unlike Lent, which sometimes, honestly, can drag a little bit, it's longer, Advent goes very quickly, and it's a tough time of year because we're busy Right? You're probably already feeling the stress just hearing me talk about Advent, but let's try to do our best this year. I'm going to be with you. We'll walk through it together. Let's try to do our best to prepare to get to know Jesus better now that we've recognized Him officially as our King, And uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, this can be the best Advent that we've ever had. So we'll talk more about that next week. In the meantime, if you have questions, if you want to let me know where you listen to the show from or that you do listen to the show, I would really love to hear from you. Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email, or you can just simply go to followingthetruth.com and contact me through the website. That's followingthetruth.com. You know the deal by now. I'm praying for you. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. And yes, I am praying for you. I pray for you every day. I ask the Lord to bless you, to help you draw closer to Him. And ultimately, I pray you're going to find peace in this life, in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that you will make it to heaven. That's the best prayer I can possibly pray for you. Please pray that for me, if you wouldn't mind, and for my family. Hope you have a fantastic week. And uh, I look forward to joining you next week, once here, once again here on the show. God bless you.